Hello. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida. And this is Elder Radio. And tonight, uh, we are discussing what is magic. And as you know, if you've been following Elder Radio, uh, myself, uh, the Most Reverend Stephanie Neal, and the, uh, the Right Reverend Sir Ed Correll, each will discuss a given subject each month. And again, tonight, it is what is magic. And we bring to it uh, each time our own perceptions, which um, are similar but different, to give you a wider range of ideas on the subject. And on the subject of magic, there are a number of things that, uh, that I would say. I've said them before, I think, for the most part. I don't think it'll be anything that is um, radically different from my, my stated views um, in other places. Maybe it will be. Uh, we'll see where the next 15, 20 minutes will take us. But the first thing that I want to say about magic is I think that it is an incredibly misunderstood concept. I think many people approach magic from a, a very artificial mindset that separates it out from everyday life and makes it into so much that it isn't necessarily. In my mind, magic is a very natural thing. It is a part of everyday life for every person. Learning to do it consciously is another matter. But uh, in terms of um, in, in terms of most people's lives, I believe it happens automatically. I think that um, magic is best defined as um, Affecting the the uh, the nature of the material world with uh, the manipulation of energy through thought and emotion, for the most part. Um, and in the uh, the first degree lessons that I wrote twenty odd years ago, we talked at some length about this: the idea that it is the focus of our thought, the focus of our emotion, for the most part, that we use to affect magic. We do this through energy. And all of those other things that you may see in connection to magic are only to help us to do this. They don't do it for us. They don't take the place of our own, um, our own magical will, our own relationship to spirit and the universe. They only help things like magical tools, things like um, particular stones or herbs or what have you. They can be very helpful. But what is really going on is the focus of energy. They can help in focusing that energy, but they, they cannot do it for you for the most part. Um, and I believe very much that this shaping of energy through thought and emotion is something everyone does every moment of every day. Uh, it's very much related to the, uh, the idea of mind over matter. Uh, you'll hear... Um, You'll hear it described in various ways as manifestation. And um, I'm a great believer in the idea 
that the world around us is constantly shaped by this interaction of our thought, our emotion, our higher self, and the plastic nature of the universe. Um, our relationship to spirit, if you would. And for most people, that's a very unconscious thing. It um, is something that, much like breathing, most people are not really aware of. They know they do it. Um, But most people have very little focus on their breath. Often in metaphysics, breath can be very important, uh, as it is, for example, in, uh, in music. But for the ordinary person, it's more, more or less an automatic function that they don't really stop to examine unless they have a problem with it. And I think that magic, I think that shaping the universe through thought, through emotion, through our relationship to spirit is the same, the same way. Uh, it is a constant in our lives. But for the average person, they never think about this sort of thing unless their attention is called to it for some reason. Now, for the person who is studying metaphysics, was learning how to use magic consciously, it's an entirely different matter. They do learn how to do this. They do learn how it affects them. Most people do not. Most people, therefore, uh, do not get the things that they might might consciously want uh, because they're not manifesting from their consciousness. Uh, One of the things that's very important in learning magic is shadow work. And shadow work has to do Uh, in a simplified definition, with with the parts of yourself you don't normally see. Um, Very often it has to do with self-limitation, with belief systems you're not really conscious of, um, with blockages that uh, you may not be aware of. And in the conscious practice of magic, we work with these things to release them so they do not hold us back. But, of course, if you're not consciously working with magic, uh, you may never see them. You may never even think to look for uh, the idea of belief systems or blockages that you're unaware of. But they are shaping your manifestations, even though you're not consciously aware that you are manifesting. So when we talk about learning magic, it's not just the process of how to do it that we need to learn. It's also learning ourselves, learning how we hold ourselves back, learning how we unconsciously limit ourselves, because the average person does this a great deal. Not every person. Every person is individual, but many people limit themselves in ways of which they never have conscious knowledge. When you undertake to learn magic, you need to gain conscious knowledge of yourself. Um. A classic example of this sort of thing is the person who, who desires a particular job and works magic to get it but can never achieve it because in, inside they believe they cannot have that job for whatever reason. If you are that person, what you need to do is shadow work to examine why you have that blockage telling you you cannot have that job. Release the blockage and you can have it. Uh, Another example, an example from my own life that I often quote, many, many years ago, 30, more than 30 years ago, uh, I had fallen in love. Or in reality, probably probably better to say that I had fallen in um, 
in life. But um, I very much was hoping to have a relationship with this particular person. We were friends. We were on good terms. And it always seemed like it was just out of reach. And I became aware that I was blocking this when we had a lunch date. And the person actually came to my home, knocked on the door. And although I was there and awake and expecting them, I never heard this. So I went to my teacher, Lady Crystal, and I asked her why this was happening. And the answer she gave me is basically the subject I am talking about, that uh, I had internal blockage preventing me from being able to pursue this relationship. And she also told me what to do about it. It's in the first degree lessons. It uh, is a matter of self-examination and then releasing the blockages that are found. In this case, I went through all of my feelings about romantic relationships and found out that they were not particularly positive feelings. Uh, I had had some some bad examples uh, and also some, some not particularly good experiences, but which did not leave me looking at romantic relationships in a good light. Um, seeing this, which I had not really examined previously, it, it's no surprise I was blocking it. Uh, and so I worked to release those blockages. Uh, at that stage, I, was, I primarily used um, burning spells to send them away. Uh, I, if I were doing it again, I would more likely use soul retrieval, but they're both very effective techniques. And in fact, the blockage was removed. I was able to pursue the relationship with more success and find out that it was really not a good idea in the first place. But the blockage was gone. And um, it did make a, a positive difference in my life thereafter. Uh, but this is an example of how you can block yourself from something you think you want because you don't understand what you really feel about it. So when we talk about magic, again, to me, magic is a very normal, natural thing that we all do. But when we learn to do it consciously, um, it gives us a much greater control in our lives. And it also gives us a strong reason to pursue much deeper self-knowledge uh, because we can transform ourselves by releasing those inner belief systems that are blocking us uh, by working with our shadow, in other words. And in my mind, we have magic to make our lives better, to make our world better, and to make ourselves better. And one of the primary aspects of that is to see ourselves more, more clearly and, again, to release those shadow aspects of ourselves that hold us back in ways we do not see. Now, in creating the shadow, it's important to realize that those things that are blockages now served perfectly good purposes when they were created, but have been outgrown. Um, in reference to the example I just gave, the, the blockages toward romantic relationships had everything to do with the examples that I had in front of me and some of the experiences I had in front of me. When they were first formed, they were very good for keeping me safe from um, mistakes based on not understanding what a good relationship was. But later, there were blockages that were harmful and needed to be released. Um, the person who desires a particular job and blocks themselves from getting it, that blockage too 
would have had some good reason when it was formed, uh, but we outgrow them. I've found um, that we form blockages more or less constantly, and the more we practice magic, the more attention we need to give to clearing those. It isn't that we form more of them, but we notice them a lot faster. And by constantly clearing blockages, um, we prevent ourselves from significantly blocking ourselves as we go forward. I have found that energetically speaking, and blockages can be removed through things like I was, I was speaking of burning spells, other kinds of spell work, soul retrieval, but also physically through energy work, a blockage can be physically removed. And I have found that the energy has a very particular feel to it. When, and, and you can tell from that feel how old and how solid that block is. Um, a new blockage, for want of a better way to put it, the energy, at least to me, feels very much like mucus. And it's fairly easy to clear. Um, an older blockage can feel like um, fish bones was a term that, that Lady Crystal and I used to use to describe uh, old blockages that were, for, for want of a better way to put it, fairly solidified. Um, and it took a lot more work to clear them. But of course, everyone, everyone approaches energy work in their own way. You might perceive it differently. We also, and, and I also still, and I assume Lady Crystal still, uh, when doing uh, energy work, would often see images uh, that spoke to the nature of the blockage as well as the intensity of the blockage um, in ways that could be very prosaic. But um, the important thing was clearing them. And I spent, I don't know how many years working with shadow work, still do it, do it when it's necessary. And I think that most people who pursue a magical path will find themselves doing that, although they may approach it in different ways. There are thousands of, of magical traditions that approach these things differently, but I think in the end uh, do the same things. As I was saying, when you approach shadow work and blockage, you can do it through spell work, through energy work, through meditation. Um, there are many different ways to approach it, but they all have the same effect of addressing those crossed wires inside that hold you back from what uh, you believe you want. Sometimes they will also change what you believe you want when you see what has been blocking you. Other times they will simply make it possible. Uh, but they will give you a clearer insight to yourself and to what you want in the world. Um, and this is a big part, in my mind, of why we pursue a conscious practice of magic. And again, um, Magic doesn't have to be conscious. I believe people do it in every moment that they are alive, unconsciously. And um, the taking conscious control of it is extremely valuable. Um, and, you know, I often hear people talk about how difficult magic is, how hard it is, and there is some truth in that, depending what you're doing. And as you pursue self-knowledge, that can be very difficult because sometimes you don't want to see it. Sometimes it is painful. Sometimes it may bring you memories that you, you really did not want to remember. Um, 
But the benefit of shadow work far outweighs any difficulty associated with it, in my opinion. When you have cleared old blockages, I don't know how, how best to describe it, but it's like there's... For what a better way to put it, you, you feel lighter and you feel like there's more of you. Because often we have a lot of our energy trapped in the shadow. Some people, I think, have, have far more energy trapped in their shadow than they're able to, to express in the physical world uh, until and unless they address that. And I'm sure you've used, or I'm sure that you've heard the term expand your consciousness. But that's part of what this is. It really does expand your your ability to access your own being, for want of a better way to put it, which includes expanding your consciousness. And for, I think, the average person who has never worked with this, they have no idea how much energy is blocked inside them. And when you take that back, it is a very wonderful feeling. And as I say, it is an aspect of consciously working magic, but a very important one. Um, what else can I say about magic? People try to make magic scary or spooky uh, a lot of times, or what, what I sometimes refer to as boogie boogie. And I think this is rather silly. Um, magic is, I would say, to anyone who, who, who is curious, that it is a very natural thing, not in and of itself a disruptive thing unless you fight, unless you fight against your own growth. Now, we were talking about shadow work. Shadow work it can be difficult because you may find yourself fighting against it because you um, may not want to deal with some of the things that are there. But again, it's very beneficial. And from my mind, from my understanding, from what I was taught and from what I teach, everything about life is magic. Magic is not off in some special little room somewhere. Magic is not something that's limited only to our conscious employment. Magic is a constant in life. Magic is the very nature of life. We create through our interaction with the physical world and with spirit, we create the world we are in, the experiences that we have. Different people um, may tell you um, different opinions as to the extent that we create it. But I think most, uh, most magic users will, 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 will agree that we uh, do create our experiences, obviously, and that we use magic for that purpose. And the Corellian view is that we do that whether we're conscious of it or not. And we could come back to the idea of creating um, your own universe in another um, presentation. But in terms of magic, um, I think the biggest mistake people make is that they try to limit it. And magic should not be limited. Uh, Lady Bitterwind had a wonderful quote that... Um, I think may have come from Pierce Anthony, but I'm not certain. But it was that the, the only good reason for a clergy is to stop people from putting limitations on their ideas about deity. 
And I would say the same thing about magic. Um, I think people try to make magic a small, tame, scary thing. And it's none of those. It's large. It is untamed in a natural sort of way. And there is no reason for it to be scary for, for, for you. It is a natural part of life. And um, in terms of karma, for example, I've seen some people from certain magical backgrounds who think that magic is subject to separate rules of karma. I think that's ridiculous. Um, my attitude and as I was taught and as I teach is that magic is no different from any other way of doing something. The act itself is either good or bad, but how you do it is irrelevant. Um, and if you, um, if, you, if you use magic to pursue that ideal job, it's not really different in a karmic sense from any other way that you would pursue that job. If you use, um, human, use magic in any way, it's no different than any other action because it's not the action that um, determines whether an act is desirable or undesirable, whether it is, for want of a better way to put it, good karma or bad karma. It is the, the act itself, not the means. Uh, so I do not favor the idea of looking at magic as being something off on its own, separate from the rest of life, not at all. It's intricately bound up in every moment that we live. It is absolutely um, absolutely part of our natural life. And um, I think that it's very, very important for us to uh, to bear that in mind. And so as I uh, as I talk about magic, that is the number one thing that I do want to emphasize, that it is a part of natural life um, that we pursue in every moment we are alive. And with that, uh, I think that I shall say good night, and I hope that you have enjoyed this presentation of Elder Radio, and that you are having um, a good year so far. Uh, this is, uh, I believe, our first Elder Radio of the year, and magic is a very auspicious theme uh, for what many are looking to be a year of transformation. So I thank you for listening, and um, may you blessed be.